It was really those people who were most ready to learn and willing to learn that actually became able to lead. Yeah, so the question is not so much can I lead, but how could I lead? I like that. Yeah. Have a drink to that. Have a drink to that. <laughs> Let's drink to that. Let's pause for a little sip. Welcome to Leadership Decanted, where we engage with the latest thinking on all things leadership, and we keep the conversation flowing over a nice bottle of wine. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Leadership Decanted. I am KG. And I'm Paul Garcia. And today... We are going to talk about, can leadership be learned? That is the question of the day. We want to explore that topic and find out if you can learn leadership or if you're born with it. But before we go deep into it, my friend Paul has brought a bottle of wine. Yes. As our name suggests, KG, you know, we're going to be doing this over a bottle of wine. Probably because <laughs> it would make it much more interesting to everybody as, <laughs> as we consume this bottle. What I have brought today is a, an Australian wine from Beechworth, Victoria, but the 2002 Genesis Syrah from Castagna. It's unusual in that it does have a touch of Viognier, so it's a touch of the more aromatic white, but it gives it some nice flavour, some nice fruitiness, and it's a very tasty deep red I'm very much enjoying it. How, how are you finding it? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's really nice. So uh, you've got the expertise, but I can tell you that this is really nice. So thank you, Paul, for bringing that to us. Right. And I, I can uh, already sense that some of you are saying, oh, but I don't have a bottle. But that's all right. That's all right. You, you can have one later. But this you is. Can. <laughs> In fact, you might enjoy this conversation even more if you crack open a bottle of wine and get into it. Yes, please do that with us. We'd enjoy it. Please let us know. Send us a note. Let us know what uh, wine you're drinking and how you're progressing on your leadership journey. Oh, yeah. So, Paul, let's get into it now. On the topic of leadership, can it be learned? Um, is it something that you're born with? What do you think? Yeah, it's, uh, it really digs into that old chestnut, doesn't it? The nature-nurture question. That's true. Is leadership something that is somehow in your DNA already, or is it something that you can acquire? Is it a skill that you can acquire? And, and that, that's, a, that's a perfect shaping of it, because I think that it, there are some skills that leaders have. Yeah. So maybe you can learn it because maybe some of it is, you know, tools and skills that you've learned over time and you just use them. But there are some that think and, you know, I, I'd have to admit that I, I for a long time thought mm-hmm. the same, that you're just born with it. You just got that thing that puts you into that realm that people automatically want to follow you, like the Pod Piper, you know, you, yeah, yeah. You, you know, that that person who's on the playground and everyone, you know, follows what they say. And then that person ends up being president or vice president. OK, so that's, so that's the charisma. That's the whole charisma uh, argument, really. The, the the leadership, the hero type. Yeah. The yeah leader the, is hero. Leader is white knight. I'm just wondering, because I mean, I'm always wary of simple binary oppositions, yeah. right? Uh, whether it's nature or nurture, can it be nature and nurture? 
And it, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be one or the other. It's a fair point because I think that it's that combination that really makes a person special. Right? Mm. And yep. I think if in fact you can learn leadership, I think that you can use that nurture of that, of the things that have happened over time and that you've learned over time to actually express more because you kind of get it through those skills. Whereas I think that people who almost have this natural charisma, if we'll use that, they may not appreciate that that's what they have. And so they may not hone that skill in a way that they should. So there's some of that as well. Maybe it's about having some raw ingredient, maybe, Mm. and knowing that you have that and then consciously shaping it or molding it or however you want, whatever other metaphor you want to use. So you start with something, but what about those who might consider themselves that they have no, no raw ingredient? Is there such a thing? Is there such a thing as, you know, somebody not having any leadership ingredient whatsoever? That's a tough one. And I don't know the answer to that, but Mm. I I can tell you that a little bit of it is that, that self belief in having some of the raw ingredients. So maybe, maybe, People have it, you know, we're all kind of made relatively the same. But if you don't believe you have, you know, don't believe you can lead, maybe you can't lead. Maybe it's um, the more belief you have, the more you start to express the things that um, you believe. Mm -hmm. And so maybe there's a little bit of, uh, you know, he's got some 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 raw ingredients, but you know, he doesn't believe that he should be doing that or she doesn't believe that she should be leading. So they don't lead. But maybe there's people who have less of the raw ingredients, but they have more belief. And so they start to live more in what they believe in themselves. So that's a tricky one because there's a certain circularity in that argument (laughs) uh, where, uh, I mean, maybe self-belief is part of the leadership ingredient. Yeah. And therefore, anyone with any modicum of self-belief already is a potential leader. Yeah. That's perhaps what... The, the assumption that we're making here it, or in that notion of self-belief. Of right? self-belief, yeah. But I'm thinking also about, you know, what makes, what makes thinking, what makes a, the difference between a technician and an artist? So somebody who can create a cabinet and knows how to join a ward and knows how to do all that nicely and they have the technique and you think, oh, great cabinet. But then there's the other person who somehow has the same technique but imbues it with something else. Yeah. And often we then think not so much what a great cabinet, but we might also think then what a great cabinet maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, they've actually there's, put some extra onto something, it. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, move, it, moves just, it moves away just from the, the outcome to a fusion between the outcome and maybe the person's ability, passion, energy, some signature. Yeah. Similar with film, right? You have that notion of there are some filmmakers who have a signature about their approach. You know, there are some, there are some films that you think, okay, anyone could have made this. Yep. Um, but there are some things you think, wow, that, I, that belongs to that person or, or that has a certain signature or that has a certain flair. Yeah. yeah and so yeah. you have, so you have a lot of, you know, very good technical filmmakers, but then you have those auteurs, right? The authors, the ones that we know, and love because they have a certain way about how they use the medium. Yeah. yeah. Just wondering whether leadership 
there's a, well, I wonder whether there's a, an analogy to leadership where there are those who lead, but in a sense, they're kind of technocratic, right? They lead because they have to perform a certain function. So, so are you calling that a leader by title or role or something like that, or they have to do it? And then some people who do it more out of what's built into their personality. Is that what you're thinking? Not necessarily. I mean, what, how they got there is not necessarily what I'm referring to. I think it's more about how they do what they do. Okay. So you might have somebody who just finds himself in a, in a role by circumstance. They got dropped into it. Maybe there's something, something had led to that moment. Nevertheless, you could have two people who for all intents and purposes are very similar, dropped into the same moment and they will lead very differently. Yes. And I'm wondering, you know, drawing from that filmmaker or, or craftsman analogy, whether if you if you have two different people who for all intents and purposes for the sake of this argument are similar, dropped in into a leadership role, they perform it differently. You might find that somebody performs it in a just a, a functional way, yeah. you know, you've got to do, the you technical know, bits that they need to do. They that's are right. Doing. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas somebody else has a, has just something else about them, you know, whether it is charisma or whether it is emotional intelligence or whether it's just something very different where they can do the, the technical stuff, but they, they add something else. Yeah. They inject it with something else. There's a nice combination of both the nature and the nurture because, you, you know, I could have all the charisma or all the intuition or all the emotional intelligence in the world, but it doesn't necessarily mean that in a complex environment or in a complex situation that I'll be able to help a group of people achieve what they need to achieve yeah. or, or strive for the same goal, whatever it might be, doesn't necessarily mean I have that. You know, I might still be a great person, very inspirational. But organizationally, for example, if, a, if I'm a leader in an organization, I may not necessarily have the chops yeah. to, you know, impact the bottom line. Okay. Okay. I get that. So, so that person or those people who have that thing that takes the raw ingredient and can really kind of take it to that next level. That's the person you're talking about as far as having that different, instead of just being technical and being able to, yeah. I know I need to you know, take people from A to B. So yep. I have let them know that they should do that. That's right. And, and thinking that as leadership. Yeah. And I might say, oh, and I might need to use, you know, empathic listening skills and I might need to ask open questions and I might need to, you know, so that you have a sense of te- a, a set of techniques that you bring to bear yep. in that process. Whereas others, they might not even realize that they're exercising these techniques, Yeah, but they're yeah. doing it anyway. Now, it's still a, a dangerous assumption because we are begging the question, yeah. right? We are, we, I'm, I'm already assuming that there is a nature element to start with. Yeah. 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 And so and that could be problematic. I haven't done the research or the reading necessarily on that, Yeah, but you've done, you've done a bit of research. You've mm. done a bit of reading. What, what have you found? A, a little bit, a yeah, little bit. What so have you found in a, that A in couple that of process? things, a couple of things in this. So I'll start with the research because yeah. I, I've done a little bit of research. There was a book that specifically talked about uh, learning to lead. So I'll, mm, I'll tell you yep. about that one as well. Just looking at some studies that was done in the U.S. back a few years ago, uh, 2012, 2013, Dr. Kerry Keating, they took a whole bunch of students and they asked the same question. Can the students learn 
leadership skills. Okay. So these were people who were basically going through the process of trying to learn leadership skills. And what they found was quite interesting. Mm. So basically in her research, they looked at the class at the beginning, gave them some testing and at the end. And what they found is that one of the, the factors, the biggest factor of people actually learning to lead was a belief that they could lead. So a, and not just a belief, but a want to lead. So there was a a little impulsion. Yes, that's right. So, you know, some people had that at the beginning and they thought, no, I can do this essentially. And and as they taught them certain skills and certain capabilities, aptitude Mm. and so forth, they got better and better and they were able to measure that. But some people did not have that, I guess, innate desire to want to take on more and lead more. And they showed that in the results, they didn't score so well. So in her, you know, the way they wrapped it up and showed the conclusion, they said, look, there's a few things that really made the big difference. They, they actually call it the ready, willing and able model. Okay. And their assertion was that uh, it was really those people who were most ready to learn and willing to learn that actually became able to lead. And that's really how they kind of separated the two. So they were ready in, in some sense, meaning so ready to learn, not ready to lead, ready to learn to lead. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Because these were people who were going through leadership type learning anyway. Right. And so those were the people that were trying to measure how well they performed at the end of the study. So right. it was interesting because what it showed to me was that a little bit of the can people learn to lead or are they a born leader is in that want to yep. learn to lead. There's a certain ingredient that isn't necessarily tied to leadership per se, yep. but it's a bit, bit more meta. So yeah. say, it, it has to do with, it's like passion. Am I passionate about something? Yeah. Is, is it something it, that I energy. really, yeah, really want to put my effort and, and, yep. and point all of my energy into? Yeah. If you do that, you tend to get better at it. Yeah. And maybe that's as simple as it is. And what, what sort of things were they measuring? How, how do they know? That's if- a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have all that fall. <laughs> is it in your notes? <laughs> it's not in my notes either. <laughs> Can you remember? <laughs> no, no. Was it behavior? Were they, were they, do you know if they were measuring certain behavior or certain outcomes? Yeah, I think it was more behavioral. So right. I think they really started the study with the same behavioral measures and then ended it with the, the same. And it, was, it, was, it wasn't a large study, but yeah. 165 students okay. in Midwest of the U.S. And, sure. But it gave us something to kind of go on. And it's one of those things that kind of gives you a clue into what's possible when it comes to learning to lead. Mm. And that's what I was looking for. Is it possible? And can we show that it's possible? And yeah. it looks like it is possible. may not be definitive, but it says kind of that you can learn to lead. Well, I Assuming that you have that natural component, yeah. whatever that might be, yeah. of wanting to. Of wanting. With that energy that you lean into. Yeah, that, that you actually put the put your focus, your energy, your mind mm. into that as an outcome that you want. You can. And, mm. and the students who did that really performed better. Now, I'm sure there was differences in how they did. And some of them you know, would have had some raw ingredients that probably... Uh, made them when they went out into the real world were better leaders in general. But 
uh, it kind of leans to the, the theory that it's possible. Another yeah. thing that I looked at was a book by Ron Williams, and the book is called Learning to Lead. And right. really, really well-structured book, mm-hmm. uh, book really kind of taking Mr. Williams or Ron's, you know, Ronnie, past, Ronnie, Ronnie. <laughs> um, his, his past and, you know, growing up poor in Chicago and, you know, becoming, you know, CEO. Oh, and, it's an and, origin story. Yeah, yeah of, of Aetna. So Aetna is a large insurance right. um, okay. you know, entity in yes. the U.S. So it, it kind of took that as this is the raw ingredient. And this is the finish, you know, or, Mm. you know, where he ended up. And if that's the case, how do you learn those skills along the way? So it's really good book kind of giving you the kind of those those beginning steps of Mm. where if you start out at a certain place, doesn't mean you have to end there. So I thought it was really good in that sense. So you're suggesting that depending on how you can acquire these skills. Yeah. It's very dynamic, I guess is what I'm, I'm saying. You're not necessarily stuck in one place. If you are finding that your leadership skills aren't getting the right outcomes or you're not, you're not finding that you are, that you are getting the, that engagement, yeah. then you could potentially acquire a different set of skills. I, I think so. Uh, you know, I'm stepping out on this. But yeah. I'm assuming people who are listening to something like this, right? And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be this one, but it can be any podcast or sure. reading material or studying up on, you know, the greatest leaders of all time, whatever it is. Yeah. Those people have something that is driving them to want to be a better leader. And I think that want to, to be a better leader is a big part of the you know, the story, it, yeah. it gives you at least a better chance than those who don't. Yeah. Right? It's a drive. It, it's a driving curiosity. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. It's like, you know, being in the lotto, right? You got to be in it to win it. Right. And if, if you're in it, meaning you want to do it, you're more likely to have success than mm. those who just don't have that in them. Right. You know, I'm hoping that the odds are better. Yes. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I'm hoping to. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll but, see. but interesting because I think what I mean what you're putting forward suggests a couple of things. Oh, what what it raises for me questions around what are we talking about when yeah. we're talking about leadership? Ooh. Right. So when we're talking about learning to lead, what are we really talking about? And that for me is really the two or three examples you've put forward. You know, Ron Williams and his sort of story or his trajectory. Yep. From Chicago to CEO of Aetna. Yep. Then you have the Wisconsin, was it? Yeah, mid- um, Midwest. Midwest. They, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Midwest. Um, <laughs> I think they're in Illinois. Illinois, well, yeah, okay. But, uh, that study. Yeah. Right, so without having read either the book or the study, yeah. right, the questions that I would raise immediately are how specific to a Midwest because if he's from Chicago, he's also from the Midwest, yep. right? Yes. This guy. So this is interesting. That was so, uh, just quite random. Quite random. <laughs> um, but for the purpose of this conversation, it makes it really interesting. Yes. How much of that structure or understanding of leadership is driven by the Midwest culture? Yeah. Maybe middle class. I don't know. Maybe white. I don't know. So when, we, when we're talking about learning to lead there are other forces, other structures perhaps that we need to consider, not just those that are laid down by 
Midwest study. Yeah, yeah, right, absolutely. Or, and, and what does that mean? What, yeah. what, so, what does it mean to lead? Is it different to lead in uh, the Midwest? And what does leadership mean there? And now we're talking about purely corporate leadership, or we're we talking about other forms of leadership. Look, I, I, I would have to argue that leadership is it's it's the same anywhere. That, that's that's my thinking, and I don't know if corporate leadership really actually counts as leadership in itself. So when I think Ooh, of... <laughs> controversial. Well, I, I think I want to completely separate, and maybe this is the opportunity to do that. Yeah, yeah. What someone is called in their title, their job, the position they hold from what they are, which is, I think, when we're talking about learning to lead, I think you can lead in any you know role you can lead with your friends, you can lead um, your family. So, uh, you know, you and your family, you lead them, uh, presumably, you know, <laughs> you lead them in, in many aspects. And it's not because you're the father. It's not because you're Paul, but it's because that's your desire is to make sure that they have a better something or you want uh, the outcome to be good for them. So you're leading them. But on the flip side, your children may lead you in a way mm. because they are in a better position at that time to lead here. And they have maybe taught you some things about, you know, um, I, I know my my son has taught me much about the environment and, yeah. and you know, how we treat the earth and, and things like that, which, you know, may not have been natural for me. Yeah, because you know, I grew, you know, I didn't grow up and we didn't think about that no, stuff, but no. he thinks about that now and he's thinking about that naturally. And so I think he's leading. So I think you're right that this these uh, particular studies and instances were, again, coincidentally in the U.S. Yeah, in the Midwest, <laughs> in the Midwest. But even if Ron Williams wasn't a CEO, he could have quite simply written a book about his journey to leadership and him being doing something else. And I think it would have been as helpful because it showed his journey from where he was. And really what, what his, what his thinking is, is that the biggest thing you can do for yourself is invest in yourself. If you do that, then you can basically, you know, and I'm, yeah, it's going to sound like a rah-rah, but that's not what this book is all about. It's, mm. It is a good journey and it talks, yeah. you know, through various stories and so forth. But basically saying, if you invest in yourself enough time, enough effort, and you hold yourself to the highest standard that you can possibly do, then you will do great things. Right. But you've got to hold yourself to some high standards. It cannot be mediocre. You cannot be in a position where you're only hoping to blend in or you will never reach the places that you want to go. And I think that is something that applies well outside of the corporate world. Right. And, and that's what I'm hoping anyway. Mm. So th that's why I say that I, if I were to look at it, I'd say, even though the study is talking about, you know, college students, it, it can be anything. Ron Williams is a CEO, but... It could be in his family or it can be, you know, something else. And I think that really is what we're talking about, which is being a leader versus having a leadership position, if that right. makes sense. Yeah. And that being a leader or the exercise of leadership in this instance is about taking yourself and others on a journey to somewhere better. Yeah. That's what it sounds like, right? And, and, and that secret ingredient, you know, <laughs> is... Yeah kind of that desire to do mm. it or that will from the inside to do it. 
And and I think when you talk about if people are born to lead or if they can be taught to lead, if I were to express it in if you're not born with some type of desire to do it, maybe that's where the limit is. Mm. But it's probably only that limit. You know, I think even though people maybe not have the charisma, there are a lot of people who have led big things and done tremendous things who are not charismatic. Yeah, I don't. Cons- and, and I know I'm going to use a corporate example here, but Bill, mm. G- Bill Gates uh, would mm. not consider a charismatic fellow. He's over time actually become quite, you know, interesting and charismatic but if you were to to capture some of the yeah. <laughs> conversations he was having when he first um, started Microsoft, I, I definitely wouldn't have considered him one of those charismatic people. Yeah. yeah. But as a leader, I, I think he's doing some things that are leading, you know, us all in some way. Well, if it's about the desire to take yourself and others on a journey to a better place, so to speak, then yes. So, you know, setting up the Melinda Gates Foundation, yep, yep. To his work on or his desire to uh, vaccinate and, and and eradicate certain disease, all of those things, better place. Yeah. Right? And whether or not we choose to follow is a different, yeah. different question. Uh, agreed, agreed. <laughs> but he is at least playing all the overtures that are suggest that that's where he wants people to go. That's right. That's right. And, and, and look, and I think we'll always have a debate about people's, you know, uh, where they're leading us, you know, mm. and maybe they're, uh, maybe I don't agree with him leading in these areas and so forth, but it doesn't mean he's not a leader. Right. And that's the other side of, you know, which direction different. Mm. Right. But, but in that sense, aren't we all leaders? I think to some degree. Yeah. Absolutely. So really, there's, there's the whole notion of leadership. Is it a beat up? <laughs> you know, have, have we just made, you know, is it just this industry of, of leadership uh, in the end telling yeah. us something that we don't really need to know? Yeah, yeah. And podcasts like these really are just, just <laughs> redundant. Na- navel gazing redundancy. Because <laughs> yes. oh. what you're suggesting is maybe that everyone has a leadership role or journey. In their life, that that's me. So I, yeah, yeah. I know I'm I'm a, a little bit unique in that sense that you know, and uh, and some of you will know that uh, I have a blog that I run yeah. and so forth, and it talks about you know leading in you know your your family. It talks about leading in your career, and it also talks about leading in your community. So yeah. you know, in in that sense, it strips out leadership from being about your job, mm. and it, to me, what it does is empowers people to think differently about. Yep the role that they can play as a leader. They are only kind of uh, narrowed uh, into that thinking that uh, leadership is about the job title that they have or Mm -hmm. the position that they can get within their company, then they're going to really struggle. But if they have an opportunity to kind of think of themselves differently, then I think it it allows people to blossom in different ways. So that's just my thinking. Yeah, Yeah. But going back to how we actually get there, how do we get better at it? I think that if we can continue to have some will, you know, and, you know, starting with whether it's a book or starting with um, podcast or starting with, you know, how you, you admire someone else who's mm. a great leader. Yeah. I think those are the beginning parts, the seeds to learning to lead. And is if you have that and you can continue that, I think, you know, you're in a good place. That's kind of where I think. Okay. So if the premise is everyone's a leader, 
basically, <laughs> right? If that's the, if that's that's the my, sort of the premise. That's my thinking. And, and so leadership then is expressed in different ways. So you can express it, you know, in very simple terms, yep. uh, in very small and unnoticeable ways perhaps. Yep. Or you can go all the way and, and be the president yeah, of yeah, the yeah. US, for that's, example. That's right. That's right. And, and, and if you can kind of bring yourself to the point where you don't necessarily over. So the fact that someone has a role title like president of the U.S., I think the good thing about thinking about it differently is you suddenly realize that they're just another person, just another guy or girl who happens to have a desire to do what they're doing. But that doesn't make them any more of a leader than you or I. Well, not necessarily make them a better leader a better or leader. effective yeah. leader. That's right. That's right? right. It doesn't necessarily make them a memorable leader, inspirational leader. No, it might no. make them any of that. <laughs> Just means they got the job. They right? got the job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so that's, that's the, that's the thinking, right? And, and if we can, if we can all kind of say, okay, step back from the, you know, I know that if, if I take myself as, as an example, there was a, a big desire for a long time to achieve different things in my career, career goals, right? Sure. And I, I considered those as leadership steps. Every time I got a, you know, I guess I'd call it promotion or another job title that really solidified me as a leader. It, it had lead in the title or yeah. manager in the title or so forth and so on. That's when I thought I was actually leading. And so I think that's changed over time. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's right or wrong, but I at some point realized that that's not what made me a leader. I was a leader well before I had that role title. Sure. I was doing the things that, you know, my boss was doing well before that. It's just that, you know, you kind of got that, whoo, yes, got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. You know, well, there's an affirmation. The yeah, there's affirmation to the fact that someone else is at least acknowledging. acknowledging. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I've been waiting, man. I've been waiting. Waiting all this time. <laughs> Killing me. <laughs> and now you got the role title. So I get that. And, mm. and I still have that, right? I, yep. I, I'm not immune to that. But I, I think there is a, a difference when you think about it differently. You know, what, what strikes me is, and I think this is for me, the measure of a really good conversation. Yeah. Is that I leave with more questions <laughs> than, than I started with. So... We started with the whole question around nature and nurture. Can yeah. leadership be learned? Is it either or? You know, I already played my hand there where I've said, I think it's a combination. I'm, I'm, not, I'm very always very suspicious of that strict binary. Um, One or the other. Yeah, it's relationship. Like yeah. But what you're suggesting and what this conversation is uncovering is that, in effect, to some extent, we are all born leaders, right? Mm. And what we're really kind of dealing with when we talk about leadership is the different expressions of leadership, not whether or not I can lead or do lead, but different expressions of leadership and that different expressions of leadership might require different sets of skills. Yeah. So just because we're all born leaders doesn't necessarily mean that I can lead a country. Right. That's right. Because not only are there specific type of skills, but then, as we've discussed about those studies, that there are other perhaps cultural or structural impediments yeah. or cultural and structural advantages yeah. that people might have depending on where they're born, when they're born, to whom they're born, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. That's et cetera. Right. But don't assume that 
and I wouldn't want the listeners to assume that we just think anybody can be a leader of anything. I think there are some clear cultural and political structures that tend to determine sometimes what yeah, where you where are you gonna, end up yeah. where you end up leading. Yeah, because right. you, you you may not be able to do everything that someone else can do because there are still different uh, skills and capabilities that some people are just better, you know, and, and I think it still applies with leaders and leadership that some people, although they may have the raw ingredients, they're all there. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to shine just like athletes, you know, yeah. we all are, you know, starting from a similar position. Some are going to shine more than the others. And those are the people who become these super athletes. Same with leaders and leadership. But I think if we continue the conversation with these questions, then we at least give ourselves the opportunity to explore whether we can lead in different ways. Right. And 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 I think that's really what I was trying to bring out is that if we step back from that one dimension, you'll you'll be able to explore a lot more, which is it's not just about the career and that title or anything like that. There's a lot of different ways that we can look at leadership and leading, mm. which may help you understand where you may be leading. Yeah. So the question is not so much, can I lead, but how could I lead? How? Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I'm have a drink to that. Have a drink. Let's oh, <laughs> yes. drink to that. Let's pause for a little sip. Mm. Fantastic. Well, that's great. I mean, that's a great question. Great, great way to start. Yeah, yeah. And and look, and I, I know we're out of time now, and you know I can ramble on for for days about this stuff, but that's all right. We will wrap this one up and continue the conversation. Next time. Next time. Some other time. <laughs> Sometime. Sometime gonna, in the future. I was going to say a week or no, no, next week. No, no we don't no. know. We don't because, know. I mean, because I think what would be interesting is if anyone cares to tell us how our arguments and logic just fall apart and teach us otherwise, let us know what you think. Yes. Because yes. I think the idea here is these conversations are about engaging with ideas of leadership. We're not suggesting that we have a full grasp on leadership. But what we want to do is open up the conversation. That's it. And some of these conversations may simply just clearly shine a spotlight on our ignorance. Yes. Happy to do that. I've got that. Yes. Because Lots we can that. learn from that. <laughs> so if you if you think we're just being totally ignorant and overly shallow, let us know. Tell us how we can deepen this conversation. More than happy yeah. to have your feedback. And you know. It'll hurt. It, yeah, well, it's it'll sure. Hurt. I'm sure uh, there, um, there'll be pain. Yes. But you know what? You know, I, I'd, <laughs> be even, I'd be happy to, if people have ideas, maybe we can bring them on. You know, maybe we can bring them into this conversation yes, in real time. The real experts. Yeah. Because I have in no way considered myself an expert on leaders or leadership, but I love to talk about it. And that's yeah. what this is all about right. is us being able to just, you know, see what's. Yeah. yeah. Riff about it. Yeah. Have, a, have a glass of wine. Yeah. Yeah. And see what comes out. That's it for our show today. If you like what we do, if we like our conversations, if you want to hear more about what we do, please rate us. Review us, subscribe, tell your friend, your family, your enemies, tell everybody you know. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback. If there's any particular leadership topic that you'd like to hear about or want us to explore, please let us know. We'd really appreciate that. And come back next time.